Live from the 215, this is Ace Porter. See, now, normally we do uh, Behind the Indies, but today we're going to do a special show, Behind the Arts. I'm sitting here with the very, very talented uh, young brother by uh, Nick Johnson. How you doing, bro? What's good, Ace? Hey man, welcome to the cave, hey, bro. Man. It's good. To, it's good to have you here. Um, we've been um, talking for a while. Uh, I don't know. I want to say damn near half a year to get this to happen, yep, bro. Yeah. You uh, been busy like uh, lately? Very what you, busy. What you, uh, what you been up to? Very busy. Uh, so this summer, worked with uh, worked with Wiz again. Worked with um, fucking PNB Rock early in the year, you know. But um, right now, just uh, I got a couple, couple cartoons I'm working on mm-hmm. um actually might be doing something whiz related cartoon wise can't really speak on that just yet right. but um yeah man got a lot of projects uh I'm working with working with you of course you oh know, yeah, yeah, Cave, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah 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 Wrestle yeah yeah you know I'm excited about that I'm a big wrestling fan grew up with wrestling so awesome. it's cool to, to to tap into that with you but um yeah, man, I got a lot of projects coming in, but the animation uh, really helped me kind of take my career to the next level. Now, now how did you uh, get into animation? Did you always, like, were you, like, a fan when you were a child? Or, like, did you, like, study that, like, later on? And, like, what, what really drives you to make the animation? Because I, I seen something that you posted, and you said that um, a 30 to 40 second clip can take you anywhere between 40 to 80 hours to, yes, to complete. Yes. So it's, like, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. A lot of people... Uh, Especially like artists, you know, since I work with a lot of artists, they don't. I guess they don't realize how much work it takes to to do that. So mm-hmm. like a a two D animation, um, the amount of work that goes in. You gotta you gotta draw everything. You gotta sketch everything out first. Then you gotta draw frame by frame each frame. You know, like the Wiz Khalifa day to day one that I did with the smoke. Mm-hmm. I don't know for those that haven't seen, you can go on my page. I did the. Um, day-to-day title uh, for Wiz Khalifa's day-to-day vlog. It's a six-second clip. It took me like six hours to, to knock all that out. It's wow. very tedious, bro. It's very tedious. So, yeah, you know, it's a lot of time that goes into it, but, you know, the payoff's great uh, once it comes out. But, yeah, it's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot of people don't realize it, but, yeah, it's... Now, did you just... How do you get talented to do that? Like, how do you... How do you have the... Where did... How did you learn how to do that? So... Early on, I would say, like, I was in ninth grade, um, I started messing with Flash, and there was a site called Newgrounds.com, I don't know if you remember it or not, but it was really popular back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, people go in there with internet games, and I just loved it. I always loved animation growing up. I loved, like, Dragon Ball Z, loved Pokemon, loved just cartoons, like, car- Saturday cartoons is my shit, so. What's your favorite Saturday cartoon? Oh, man. Um, as a kid... That's tough, because Nickelodeon got a lot of good ones, you know what I'm saying, Hey Arnold and all that, I can go yeah. on for days, but Dragon Ball Z was definitely probably like one of my favorite yeah. shows growing God up. God damn it, Pete. <laughs> Cat sneak attack. Yeah, 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 you never, you never fuck, you, I can't do a show, I can't do a Russell Cave show, I can't do a, a fucking B, the indie show, I can't do behind the I mean, art show, without the fucking cat coming out here, surprise me and shit. It's a, it's a wrestling podcast, you get the running, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. On it. He's a fucking hill, so yeah. excuse my cat for fucking up. <laughs> The interview, but you said Dragon Ball Z was your yeah 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 love Toonami. Um, if you remember that on Cartoon Network, love mm-hmm. love Toonami, Dexter's Lab, all that shit. So yeah. uh, I was always always wanted to get into it, learn, and you know um, I, I figured out I learned that Flash was a program that you can download and learn frame by frame animation. I got pretty deep into it, and then I stopped. I don't know why because. 
I loved it. I think what it was actually it was Flash kind of went outdated. Like, it just no one used it anymore. It was outdated, so mm-hmm. kind of went to the wayside. But now it's back, and um, you can use it and implement it for different things. So I kind of rediscovered it. I always wanted to get back into it, but I was a little intimidated to do it. I was intimidated to learn like After Effects and whatnot. But when I got into it. Um, last i would say last september i was like you know what screw it i'm gonna just i'm gonna learn it you know I, i'm pretty good with technology i can pick up on things you know pretty easily enough and i did and it was like kind of just like getting back on a bike after mm. having, you haven't done it in a while so like I, I adapted to it quick um i think you could see the progression and all the stuff that i've done from the first uh, pnb rock joint that i did up until now like, and, and how did that how did that happen because sometimes in most cases people have the talent but they're not ready and prepared at the right moment to to deliver the right work to the right mm-hmm. person and start it so how did that how did you build yourself up to the point where you were getting a pnb rocks attention to be able to get the opportunity to knock it out of the park so funny story with that i mean that's just the case of just the internet and twitter man like mm-hmm. we live in a good time where you can reach different yeah. people you know what i'm saying that's so, Absolutely. I, I reached you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, that situation came about. I was just on Twitter. I seen that he posted the artwork for um, for his his project. Um, I'm blanking on the name of it now, but uh, it was his latest project. And I was like, yo, uh, hit me up. Let me know if you want this animated. And he reached out. He seen that I was from Philly and he FaceTimed me and we hit it off. We had a good conversation. And I just did that. That was my first real, like, you know, real time really getting into it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, one of those kind of like first time just hit a home run, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's still to this day one of my favorite, um, projects that I did. Yeah. It was really, really dope. Yeah. Even, um, and you work with like different clothing designs also. Cause I think you're wearing one of the pieces that you contributed uh, to. Yeah. Well, I didn't do this piece, but this is, uh, Ethic is a brand mm-hmm. Ethica. Um, they have a store on South street. Uh, they did a collab with my boy Shiz, Shiz Lowe, he's a, he's a really dope uh, producer, EDM, like trap, you know, mm-hmm. he has his own style. I'm not really big in the EDM scene, so I don't really know, like, you know, the different genres mm-hmm. like that, but he's really big in that scene. He opened up, um, he had a set on Moonrise Festival, it's like a big festival and down in Delaware, so he brought me in to design this piece with ethic mm-hmm. and it sold out it's dope it's really mm-hmm. great it's a baseball jersey it was cool to walk around the festivals with them and see a lot of people just walking around with right, the right, jersey right. you just created so that was really cool and um i'm working with ethic more now uh i have a, a good relationship with ray who i guess he has you know he's, he's big big in the company he's, he's around in philly so me and him have been working he has an artist that he's managing too he's in the music so me and him hit it off so you should be Probably looking, I'll be looking to do some more stuff with Epic. Definitely yeah. some more collabs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and as well, let people know you also a DJ as, as Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So that's another fun little fact. Uh, yeah. I'm a DJ. I've been DJing probably like six, six, seven years now. I mostly do weddings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, I, yeah, I do a lot. I wear a, a lot of hats. Yeah, I see. And and I, like, yeah. yeah, I wear yeah. a lot of hats. That's the way you have to be nowadays, you know, just keep, keep evolving and you know, um, and keep growing your brand because once you get to that point where you really understand your brand, your brand is you. You're selling yourself, but your work speaks for yourself. So it's not really necessarily, you know, you, oh, I'm doing this, that, and the third. It's more so, okay, I see this guy, he's working. I see, you know, he's tying in all these loose ends. And you're a fucking wrestling fan. And for, you know, I've been wanted to do some work with you when I was doing music. It just the time wasn't, um, the opportunity and the time wasn't, 
uh, didn't present itself. Right. So to be to, for it to come full circle, and he'd be like, "Yo, you know, this this pay per view is coming through. Like, y'all want to stop through the cave?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know yeah, what man. Had, I've been trying to, I've been trying to stop through, and uh, yeah, you know, it was just like, like you said, perfect opportunity, yeah, and yeah, timing, yeah. the stars aligned, and yeah, here we yeah, are. man, yeah, yeah, man. So, so tell me about so, so you know, when did you start watching like professional wrestling? Like, what? Cause it's crazy how, like I always say, wrestling makes connects people together. Definitely, definitely. You know, I was on the music scene. You're doing the music scene. You're you're doing a DJing thing. You're doing the graphic thing. But wrestling brought us like together right. in a sense. We started working on collabing on our pieces and stuff like that. What made you a wrestling fan growing up? So my my family is definitely a big wrestling uh, family. I grew up with it. My grandfather is definitely pivotal in that. He um, he uh, he used to back in the day he would work the uh, rings down i forget what the stadium was called but he would set up the rings and and he was always around wrestling and uh, my cousin uh my older cousin was really big into it too my uncle actually they used to go to the uh, ecw shows back in the day and i always tell a funny story my uncle chuck big burly dude they were trying to recruit him to become a wrestler so they would invite him out to the shows and whatnot mm -hmm. and then one time i forget um man i forget what wrestler it was um, <laughs> it's like spit in his face to try to get like to entice my uncle to get in the ring. My uncle actually did, and got in there. It was Iron uh, Mike, Iron Mike Sharp. I think it was the wrestler. Oh, okay. Yeah, from ECW. Awesome. My uncle jumped in the ring and like slammed him, and there's like a whole like, thing. The crowd went crazy. Yeah, crowd went crazy. He was like, I like this. Touch. Yeah. So I grew up with like ECW, obviously WCW and, and WWE. Yeah. And I'm a big, huge fan. Always. What is? What is your favorite era of wrestling since you've seen like wrestling since, you know, as long as you can remember? Oh man, I mean, obviously, Attitude Era is like near and dear. You mm -hmm. know, that's where I grew up watching yeah. that. That's when I, you know, growing up as a kid, that was that was the time. Man, The Rock, Stone Cold, Kurt Angle, The Hardys, Dudleys, right? Rob Van Dam was definitely one of my favorites. Too. Uh huh. Um, I mean, the, the quote-unquote ruthless aggression era was dope, too, when yeah. Eddie and like Kurt were really kind of, you know, uh, running the shows on SmackDown and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of tailed off uh, probably late high school and into college, and I didn't get back into it until, like, 2013, the Daniel Bryan run, like, before that. Right. And that's what kind of brought me back into it. So. Yeah. So who's your, who's your favorite wrestler, like, of all time? a really tough question but i think for me i think maybe it might have to be jericho bro ah my guy yeah tell me all the time bro it might have to be tell jericho man time, bro. like if yeah. you look back at that dude's career like yeah. he's just evolved and always stay relevant and always entertaining yeah no matter what he's yeah. still to this day I yeah mean, he's still day. yeah you know so it might i might yeah. have to go jericho but obviously stone cold the rock or like one A, one, one A, one B, one C. And where saying? do you f like feel as though like compared to the wrestling and the attitude era, and compared to the wrestling and the golden age? Because I feel like we are obviously, in my eyes, living in the best era for professional wrestling as far as the in ring ability. Absolutely. Where do you so so where do you fall? Where do you think the attitude era falls in category to like now as far as the in ring abilities? You know, in ring, <laughs> it's kind of, it was kind of trash back then. Yeah, yeah, it was right. kind of trash. Because we, we love the storyline and we love the yeah. characters. Now it's like, it's really not really about the characters as much as it should be, especially in the E. So it's right. kind of like, you know, 
the in-ring ability is amazing, but it's just like, I don't know what people are looking for because we were just watching a match, you know what I'm saying? And the match was fucking going on great. Storytelling was going on great. The crowd didn't do shit. And yeah, we was just like, oh, what the fuck is going it. on with that? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we don't even appreciate, like, what we're seeing. We have to, like, therefore look back and be like, oh, shit, this, this shit was really, really good. Right. Like, I gave the 80s a lot of shit um, just because of who was on top in the 80s. Right. I'm not going to, he will remain nameless. Um, but it was a <laughs> lot of good, it was a lot of good wrestling in the 80s as well, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, with, yeah. With the steamboats and stuff like that. So, you know, I had to do my homework and scale back and see, like, I wonder if people in the 80s, if they really appreciate what it was for that particular time or, you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's like, it's like wrestling is like fine wine. Right. It's like the older it gets, it's like, oh shit, that was really, really good. Yeah, I definitely. I didn't really appreciate it right then and there. And that's how I feel like All In is going to be for a lot of people bitching about All In. Um, oh man, people are bitching about it? It's some people bitching what? about it. Like, oh, it's not the greatest show ever. It's not blah, 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 boom. Oh, You're man. missing a point. It's not supposed to be it's the greatest not, show ever. Yeah. It's supposed to be history. It's supposed to be something that was never done um, ever um, for any company. You know what Thanks. I'm saying? Um, that's what it's about. People are just looking at it the wrong way. Even with the whole WWE and stuff going on now, like, we can pick apart the WWE, like, limb by limb. But it's like you got to understand what you're watching. You got to understand what you're giving. It's like if you make a graphic for an artist and, you know, he doesn't really get the fucking, you know, animated shit or he doesn't see the vision. He just wants the generic shit. So it's like you got to kind of scale back your own uh, skill level and your skill set just to just to please this particular person because he doesn't get it. He doesn't see it. He doesn't understand that you're trying to your piece of art and what you're trying to do. It's. It's not supposed to be perfect, or it's not supposed to be done in this particular manner. It's right. it's the Nick Johnson way. It's this is, I want to you know create my own lane and do my own type of shit. Same thing with the podcast situation. It's like yeah, it's a wrestling podcast, but just because you like wrestling doesn't mean you're not a DJ. Doesn't mean you're not a graphic designer. Doesn't mean you don't watch this sport or whatever. Right. People category or categorize wrestling fans. Box you in, man. Box nah. you the fuck in. Nah. It's just like nah. Like I don't want to be Dave Meltzer. I don't want to be Solomon. I want to be right. my own ace. I want Russell Cave to be what it is. No one is Casey. No one is Pat. No one is Mike. You know what I'm saying? We're doing our own shit. No one is Nick. You know what I mean? And I think people get lost in that because of society and because of what they think you're supposed to be doing or the type of art that you're supposed to be making. You yeah, know what man. I'm people want to box you in and it's 2018, about to be 2019. Like, you know, you can be what you want to be. You can wear many hats. That's, Absolutely, you know bro. So, so doing all the shit that you do, what do you enjoy the most? What brings you the most joy and the most peace of mind out of everything that you do? Oh, man, that's a really tough question because they, they both... They both scratch different itches, you know what I'm saying? Like DJing, I just DJed a wedding last night, and uh, you know when you DJ a wedding, you're getting paid a lot of money. You know, people put out a lot of money for one night of entertainment, mm-hmm. so like there's a lot of pressure on that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But when everything's going good and you're rocking it and everyone's having a good time, that's a great feeling because it's like, especially you think about like brides, they. They uh they think about that moment as a little girl, you know what I'm yeah, saying? So like yeah. when you get that, you know, they come to you at the end of the night and you know, they I had a great night, Nick. Thank you so much. Like that was awesome. Other guests are coming up and yeah, that's Best really night of my life, Nick. Yeah, yeah. It's a good it's, music is important. Yeah, no, music isn't very important. Yo, you yeah. ever go to a, a, a bad wedding? Why was it why was a wedding bad? Well, food could be bad. I could be yeah. like a bad what if the DJ sucked, that was yeah. a bad wedding. Now, did you ever have any gigs you bombed at? 
Oh, of course. Absolutely. Now, how was that feeling when you it's, bombed? It's terrible. Did it's the people terrible. say anything? Were they upset? Were no, they it, like? you can tell, like, the, like the managers and the bartenders kind of, like, you just feel the energy. And you know it, too. Yeah, you know when yeah. you do bad, like, for whatever reason, like, you just, you ain't reading the crowd right or... You just ain't on. You know what yeah, I'm saying? talk about happens, that. Talk about man. that. So how, do, how does a DJ bomb? Is, is is it playing the wrong song at the right moment? <laughs> is it? I mean, yeah. It's, I call it. You know. You know. Sorry for the young listeners out there, but blowing your load too early. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, do yeah. that. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like wrestling and the yeah. fact that you got to build the match. You yeah, gotta start slow and yeah, you gotta like build that. up to it. You know like what I'm saying? Like you gotta like build that. up to it. You can't like that. You can't, can't drop the spots. finisher right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta ease walking into the situation. Right, right. Oh man. Um, but that comes with time, man. As a young DJ, you don't realize that. You like you you panic. It's yeah. it's ten thirty and uh there's you got a good crowd in there and like people are, you know, get if you feel like they're getting antsy you just want to drop that new drake record or new Migos yeah. record or whatever but nah hold off homie like, yeah so you what know? you did you go back into the you go back into the the, the 2000s and yeah 90s, yeah stuff like yeah, that. yeah exactly exactly yeah you know transitions. you build it up you know yeah. what i'm saying so how did you learn like how to get smooth with your transitions is just like with you know trial and error or you just yeah. put a certain amount you, you put your ten thousand hours in um yeah you know you just got to do it and I don't even be honest with you, bro. Like I don't even. I, I need to practice more, but I had my practice is just doing it, getting the reps in, and doing it yeah. live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I definitely need to practice more, but I, I can I can clean mix. Like, right, right, right. My mixes are clean. Don't don't let me hold you. Yeah. But, um, as far as like, I like to practice more and get better at scratching and whatnot. But you don't need to scratch to be a good DJ. A good being a good DJ is just about reading the crowd, clean mixing, and just keeping the party you know rocking. It's good song selection. Is, yeah. I think where my biggest uh you know skill set is is knowing when to play something and when yeah the right the right thing to play right what was your first dj gig and what was that day like um so my first gig was this this place called rick's man it's legendary in delco it's like fucking, <laughs> it's so ratchet some ratchet <laughs> shit going on in rick's man if those walls could talk man that'd be crazy that'd right. be a crazy story so my boy Pat Mellon, um, he's just started bartending there, and it was like, "Yo, we want to start doing something on Thursdays." Heard you're DJing, come rock out. You know what I'm saying? Because I I built up my reputation in Temple. I wasn't even DJing. My homie, uh, me and my homie Juice were throwing bangers down Temple. Like we would, we had this. Uh, I had my house down there, mm -hmm. and we were packed like 200 kids consistently Thursday Fucking through dope. Sunday. Feeling crazy every week. Mm -hmm had that shit cracking and uh i wasn't djing at the time my boy juice was but i you know he he came up with me he wasn't really djing until he started doing my first parties and he got a mixer and i would promote and he would dj and i would just kind of watch what he would do and you know see like how he would rock the crowd and whatnot and then i always wanted to dj though so the opportunity presented itself pat asked me to do it he's like fuck it I'm gonna do it. Right. And I just did it, you know? And the shit was just it was there, on point. DJing from there, yeah. So like what did you what what uh mixer do you use as far as your, your tables and uh stuff? right now, um I mix on uh Newmark NS seven two. I can I can play on, you know, techniques twelve hundreds and whatnot, but um 
I just haven't decided to spend the money on them. Right, 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 you know, right. It's, just, it's very expensive. If right. anyone's knows anything about DJ now, equipment. Now, how did you learn? Like, now you said you're, you're mixing and you're blending was cool. How did you get like better? Like, how did you? You just were just doing it live and you just were trying to yeah, yeah. catch the sound stuff yeah. like that, making sure that the pace. Because like a lot of that DJ shit and me even with my tables is like all that shit is about timing. It's all timing. All bro. fucking timing and making sure, like you said, playing the right record at the right particular time right same thing with wrestling timing is a fuck motherfucker yep. like building building up the show and building the shit up um do you do you see yourself doing um anything outside of working with myself of course um <laughs> uh wrestling like as far as since you you know it's one of the things that you love growing up and um you kind of are a one-stop shop when it comes to like you know the the artwork the graphics and yeah. as far as the music and as far as yeah. like you know uh, you know wrestling's having conversations, you know what I'm saying? What, what do you see yourself in wrestling? Do you see yourself doing something with wrestling? Like, not even, like, as far as in the ring is concerned, but I don't know, just something, like, a little definitely. bit differently, you know what I'm saying? Because it seems like it's a market for you to do something with professional wrestling. Well, I mean, I would love to design um, some, some merch. Obviously, we've done that with mm-hmm. WrestleCave, but, like, I would love to um, kind of, like, you know, like, in hip-hop, man, it's like I would love to attach myself to the, the next young you know, hungry, you know, wrestler on the indies out there and, like, make their merch. I want to get into more, like, uh, video work, too, shooting videos. So maybe cut some some vignettes or something like that. Like, I think that would be super cool. Yeah. Especially with, like, being the elite, being so popular. And um, I think Joey Janela has, like, a, his own kind of being the elite that's really popular. So that's, mm-hmm. like, the, it seems like that's the next kind of wave for mm-hmm. the indie guys to get yeah. uh, get content to get a, a media crew get videographers get graphic designers yeah. and do that shit on their own yeah that's that's the wave like everyone should be doing that so like yeah. that'd be cool if i could tap into that and like kind of get my foot in the door there because the one thing that wwe does do very well is their video packages yeah they do and their graphics are are usually very like high quality so yeah if for, for whatever reason one day i can you know maybe do something along those lines for the company, or if not them, someone, that'd be pretty cool. Definitely uh, the production for Wrestle Cave. I'm yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, definitely. No, Wrestle Cave is gonna, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be on a beam. Yeah, sure. okay. I, I, thank you, thank you. I'm glad you like my setup down here. It's uh, all home, it. all homegrown. You know, we could have went, I could have went and did this shit at any, rented out, whatever, but I wanted to be in my home. I wanted to build it from the muscle and vest and put the blood, sweat, and tears into the work, into this brother, brother. Um, <laughs> And um, I just love the the ambiance down here, the feeling. It's like the creative vibe. Stuff it's a like vibe that. down here, man. It's a vibe. I would I definitely yeah, encourage man, anyone man. to come through if they can. Gotta come through the cave, chill. man. Gotta, yeah. gotta come through the cave, man. Plug your uh, social media and everything. So see, like, because I know wrestlers going to be listening to this podcast um, so that you can see where you're from and hit you up, man. Because that's one of the things I wanted to do, even with the group. Follow us at Wrestle Cave uh, Podcast on Facebook. We're close to uh, 1,200 members, and I wanted to build a platform that um, other people could, you know, help their businesses and help grow, and we can both, you know, cross-promote and, and work together to get to where we want to be in this city. Uh, it's very prestigious and has a lot of talented people. Um, it's just all about working together. And, you know, I want to thank you for coming through and, and chopping it up with me and all our conversations that we had. Um, and um, 
just being where we at, man, and yeah. we're in a real creative uh, space, real creative, healthy space, and you got to be in that particular space of mind, peace, have a peace of mind to create um, these pieces in the art, and um, the, the work that you've done for me has been uh, phenomenal, and I'm glad that you were able to help bring, like, my vision to life, and I can't yeah, wait to man. see what you do with, like, my other guys and stuff like that and getting their stuff, because we are opening a pro wrestling uh, tea store very, very soon. Uh, Nick Johnson's graphic is going to be on there. You can check him out on uh, Wiz Khalifa's day-to-day series. Um, where else can they uh, see some of your stuff at, bro? I mean, definitely follow me on uh, Instagram, nickjohnson.art. That's N-I-K-J-O-H-N-S-O-N dot art. Um, check me out on there. That's really where I'll do most of my, my social media posts on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but really not heavy on Twitter. I kind of just check in and just kind of that's kind of where i get my news from but mm-hmm. like definitely instagram follow me there um yeah man excited to uh excited to just keep growing the brand and you know i'm, I'm trying to get out to wrestlemania with you guys this year if oh possible. yeah you know oh yeah saying? oh yeah for sure man yeah. for sure man i'm gonna i'm gonna give you this the, uh put you in the group chat send you the itinerary that's yeah. how we do man and um Try to make the best out of the situation, make these moments, man. Just like these pieces of art, man. That's what it's all about at the end of the day, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm really happy with uh, every way everything is coming along with the brand and the merch going to be crazy. Definitely, if you're listening, wait for this merch drop. It's going to be dope. Oh, yeah. Make sure you cop. Yes, sir, man. But we're going to sign out here. This is Behind the Arts, episode one. My man, Nick Johnson, fucking DJ, uh, graphic designer, uh, animation, uh, cartoon design, movies, uh, everything you can think of. He's he's a, a proud Wrestle Cave member, and uh, we're gonna keep working, man. Just keep listening. We're gonna keep putting out this dope content. You know. <laughs>